We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Yeah, I was talking. You could hear me echoing like I was talking from a tunnel. And then my partner decided to let me be a part of the show. He said, Pedro, I'll let you talk. I, I mean, I'm just going to jump in early. This this one wasn't on me. This one wasn't on me. It's the Craig Hoffman experience or something like that, where everything's got to be changed in the studio for whatever reason Naviyov has. Literally everything is different from the time we leave at noon until we come back at 9 a.m. I am Hoffy Hoffman. Woo! I'm in here in the afternoon. Well, while Hoffy Hoffman was on the show yesterday, while he was in the middle of his three-hour soiree, Ronald Eugene Revere decided to have a press conference and chat. Matty Paris asked him some questions, and Ronnie had some interesting answers. And... Yes, there was an incredible Monday night football game we'll get to in a little while. The Wizards picked up a nice win. Chris Porzingis had 20 and a half and then sat the second with a mildly sprained ankle. Not real serious, according to Jabe Johnson, the voice of the Wizards. So let's get right to what Ron Rivera did yesterday. Let's hear. In fact, let's let's hear. If you didn't hear it, if you haven't heard it by now, uh, yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard it, but we're going to do this. That's what we are. We're an information-providing show. Here is what the coach said yesterday. Following up on John's question about the the Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding, too, the last couple years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at at this point? Quarterback. Is that? I mean, with quarterback, like the Cowboys, for instance, they're, they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to well, they win. Started with, well, they, they started, started with, with them, Dak, but they've... and they built around Dak, and the offense is built around Dak. Um, their backup's a, a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. Chose the quarterback here, though, so do you have any regrets about that, or how do you... No, I got no regrets about their quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled. Um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you would say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a time he was, you know, um, very solid. And then, um, un- you know, we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled a little bit in the Dallas game. But the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you what he's capable of. And, you know, we chose him because we believe him. We chose him because we looked at – what we felt were, were, were things that pointed towards him. 
Okay, you are the coach of a one and four football team, and I think their frustration is this, Chris. They're in a division where right now, <laughs> you're a big guy. I'm good. Hey. I've had a nagging cough for like three days. Yeah, uh, but the Robitussin's working because I was up at two in the morning spitting it all out. Mm. Um, you've got Philadelphia at five and zero oh with a young quarterback that is continuing to make great progress. You have Dallas at four and one with Cooper Rush. You have the Giants at four and one with Daniel Jones. Now. A quarterback evaluator, if you just take every guy, take all the baggage away, take the four guys for who they are, I think any quarterback evaluator, as I like to say, Chris, when they get off the bus and then when they go through that little workout, if you bring them in on a Tuesday for that that workout since everybody's not there, bring them into your camp, all four guys, you might get a decent amount of people that are going to take Carson Wentz, okay? Take his name off. Take his name plate off. You just sit back and watch him throw in shorts and a t-shirt and all that stuff. He might be the guy out of the four if they go have a workout with no name plates attached to him. He might be the guy that you take. And you're sitting there at one and four. I think that is part of the frustration that you heard from Ron Rivera yesterday. And he is he is correct. All you have to do is watch that game last night. Watch Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes last night. Okay? Yes. It's a quarterback-centric league. Ironically, Derek Carr is 1-4 because his head coach is a moron. But Derek Carr is 1-4. So you can have the quarterback. Remember Deshaun Watson? We famously talked about it. Threw for 5,000 yards a couple years ago. They won four games. Right. All right? So, yes, Yes, your quarterback, you must have. It helps to have a great quarterback. But you got to have good players in other places on the roster. And you got to have good coaching. You got to meld it all together. Okay, why does Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, at Texas Tech was was okay. They, they weren't challengers for a national championship while Patrick was there. You put him together with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and all those tools that Kansas City has. All of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes may be the best in the league right now. So we can we can we can look we can look around and yes, what Dallas did was build around Dak, but right now they're four and one without him. Right, the quarterback that's playing for him has not lost a game. Yeah, they're zero and one with Dak. Um, boy, I, I mean, there's so much to unpack here, obviously, uh, and we'll do it all morning. Uh, and everybody's going to be talking about this. So if you're already tired of it, so what? Sorry. Um. Alex Smith basically hammered his former head coach, who he did not see eye-to-eye with on a lot of things anyway, um, last night on uh, primetime, or not primetime, Monday Night Countdown. Uh, Everyone is going bananas on Twitter, uh, as you would expect. I'm sure Stephen A. Smith is going to be screaming about it, uh, you know, with Molly Kiram for an hour and a half and and maybe the Mad Dog and whatever. Uh, So I I don't know what to tell you guys if you don't want to hear it. Uh, that's the hottest item in this town, certainly, and maybe in the top three in all of the NFL right now, in addition to the terrible officiating and what Devontae Adams did at the end of the game last night. So we start here. Uh, when he answered it, Pete, and I was watching live, I I, I did like one of those, wait, wait double check, Kind of like, did I hear that right? Because it was so quick. It was so terse. It was so short. And then, of course, I figured out, yes, that's indeed what I heard. Because Matt, like you could see, Matt was kind of kerfuffled. Uh, and not not that you could see it uh, on the video, but you could hear it because nobody was expecting that answer. This is the problem. It's not that Ron Rivera pointed the finger of blame at Carson Wentz, and I understand that. I understand that he is. I understand that they are. He is trying to clarify what he meant afterwards, both during the press conference and then after the press conference. I'll just leave it at that. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to spin it in a certain direction. But 95% of America 
is going to take it the way it absolutely came out and sounded and hit basically from the jump, which is he threw the quarterback of this organization, the one that he chose, essentially under the bus. Now, whether he meant to do that, did not mean to do that, again, they're disputing that, of course, he did not mean to do that. He tried to explain it away throughout the press conference. He tried to explain it away basically in that answer. It was a terrible, 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 terrible answer. However, I got to say, while all of you people want Ron Rivera fired, you hate Ron the GM, you hate Ron the head coach, you hate how he is with clock management, you hate how he is with timeouts, you hate how he's this, you hate how he's that, you hate Scott Turner, you hate Jack Del Rio, you don't even know who Nate Katzer is, you don't know who half the staff is, you hate, you hate, you hate, you hate, you hate, and you just want somebody new. A, there's nobody new coming to the rescue. Two, Pete, the quarterback is to blame for a good part of the one and four start. No matter how you want to carve it up, the quarterback is to blame for a good part of the one and four start. And I truly believe what happened yesterday was Ron did not prepare that answer. Therefore, the answer came out terribly. The explanation came out terribly. But I truly believe no matter what they're going to say, no matter what they've already tried to say, that Ron's not happy with the quarterback. Yes, they picked him. Yes, they believed in him. That was March. Yes, they sang the tune all offseason. QB1, no, he's our guy. No competition now this year. No, 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 no. We can't do that. He's our guy. We love him. Don't worry. Guys, guys, guys. Now that you've seen him for five games in your system, you find out what everyone was worried about. And that's what, honestly, they'll dispute that from now until kingdom come. I believe that was a visceral moment where Ron was unprepared for the question and Ron gave a truthful answer that he could never give if he was actually prepared and watching his P's and Q's, and that's what happened yesterday. That's just my that's that's my spin. Doesn't mean I'm right, but that's how I took it, and that's what I believe. Everyone is interpreting it as a public comment throwing your quarterback under the bus. Is that true? Did you take it the same way? I mean, it, you'd be in the five per, five percentile if you took it any other way right now. So you have a coach now that is getting bombarded with a bunch of negative questions because the team is one and four. The team was seven and nine, then seven and ten, now one and four. He just watched the guy that replaced him get fired in Carolina. And it's, I mean, at some point he's probably got to feel, even he probably has to feel, hey, maybe the walls are starting to close around me a little bit here. You know, there's no trap door either. So, well, I guess there is because he's got two years left on his contract. So there is a trap door of sorts for Ron because there's two more years of pay no matter what. But you can't, you can't tell us for months Support the guy. Support the guy. We need you to support this guy. He's he's our guy. We picked him. He's our guy. Over a guy that was already pretty popular in the locker room with his teammates. Even though he's nowhere near as physically gifted. But it just goes to show you. You can have a completely different toolbox. All right? Here comes the guy, you know, with the shiny tools. He's got all the, he's got the brand new DeWalt toolbox, the nice craftsman toolbox. He's got all the the big-time tools, you know, as he waltzes into the garage. And then he he can't fix your car. He can't fix your porch. He can't fix your dishwasher. He he's got all the fancy tools, okay? He told the wife for Christmas he wants the he wants that, you know, 100-piece craftsman set with the nice fancy on-wheels toolbox. But now that he's got it, and the wife says, "Honey, can you fix this?" He can't do it. Meanwhile, there are guys out there that have grandpa's old toolbox or their father's old toolbox. And they can come in and, and pretty much fix anything. Right now, Washington would rather have that guy. I think the fans would rather have that guy 
even if it probably met Taylor Heineke for a game just to see what would happen. Because as you and I were doing the points comparison yesterday, Heineke was pointing up, putting up more points on average per game last year than what Wentz is right now. Despite the great individual numbers that Carson Wentz has. In, as Ron pointed out, a game like Sunday, yes, shows you what can happen. Sure, that's what I mean, though. That's the fancy toolbox. He can throw that deep ball to Deami Brown. Mm-hmm. But when we got three plays from the two-yard line to score to win the game, he's overmatched. He's overmatched by the task at hand. So it's either him or Ron has to look internally at his coaching staff. Now, I know a coach that I've talked to every week for 15 years that when it is when it and there haven't been many weeks where it's been going bad. Okay, you went 107 games over 15 years. You got a couple of rings, go to a bunch of bowl games, beat your arch rival 13 times in a row. Okay? But when it's going bad, the first word out of his mouth is we've got to coach better. Mm-hmm. It's never it's never on the players. It's we've got to coach better. We've got to look inside. We've got to coach better. If I'm Ron yesterday, the the th- the thing I've got to do, because Ron, look, everybody that knows Ron, and, and you've been out there, you've at least talked to him. I've never met him in my life. But everybody says Ron Rivera is a hell of a guy. If I'm Ron Rivera in any negative connotation press conference right now, I've simply got to say, hey, we got to coach better. Mm-hmm. We've got to coach better. My staff and I, we've got to coach better. We've got to put the players, because these are professional football players, so we've got to put the players in a better position to win. How do we do that? We have to coach better. You have to take the bullet. You have to wear the Kevlar vest. You have to take the bullet for your team right now. And Ron didn't do that yesterday. That's that's disappointing. By the way, speaking of quarterbacks let's hear what the former quarterback had to say uh i'm not gonna lie i have a really hard time watching that and when i heard it i couldn't believe it um i'm not here to defend carson wentz he's had a you know a tumultuous career and ups and downs and uh but this is a defensive head coach that uh is absolutely driving the bus over his quarterback and i just want to i just want to read some stats out there for everybody just to realize carson wentz is fourth in the nfl in passing the only guys ahead of him are Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. This is a defense that is 26th in the NFL in scoring, giving up points. Oh, and they're also 28th in rushing offense. So, like, the, the, the blame has got to be spread around. This is a team sport. It is the ultimate team sport. And how a head coach can stand up there in front of the media and usher one word and it's quarterback. Uh, I, I, the only thing, I, everything. Is Alex Smith wrong? I mean, listen. Here's the thing. Alex Smith isn't isn't totally wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Alex Smith speaks in some truth. It's not on the quarterback only. It's not on the head coach only. It's not on the GM only. Not on the offensive line only. It's not on any one specific only. The question is, is who is it most on? Who is most to blame for another awful, wretched start, and basically a season that's DOA. And you can feel different ways about different individuals. I know the temperature of this town right now, Pete, is 98% are against Ron Rivera and his regime, his coaching staff, the Marty party, and everything. That they're not right now blaming Carson Wentz for much. Maybe a little bit. Maybe the realization of everything that we've been preaching, sure. But they are not holding Carson Wentz accountable. And they are and and yesterday's comments, no matter how he meant them, again, they are going, they are working behind the scenes. Trust me, I know. They are working behind the scenes to say, no, 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 this is what we meant. We didn't throw Carson under the bus. No, no, no. We love him. We believe him. No matter what they're trying to do damage control-wise, the way it absolutely came out and came across and intentional and, and, and was first meant was, hey, our quarterback has to play better. 
And if our quarterback plays better, we wouldn't be one and four. Maybe we wouldn't be three and two or four and one. Maybe we wouldn't be the Giants or the Cowboys or the Eagles. But we'd be two and three. We'd be three and two. Whatever the case might be, our quarterback has to play better. That's the message. The optics look so bad because you're in a division with Brian Dable, who's made giant progress, pun intended, in five games. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with the most criticized head coach in the National Football League without a starting quarterback. Played the first couple of games without his number two wide receiver. They're four and one. They're four and one with a backup quarterback. Then you've got the young neophyte head coach. You've got the the second year quarterback who everybody keeps waiting for him to fail, except wait a minute. He's not failing. That team is not failing. They're five and zero. Oh. And you look in the division, you've got one of the most experienced head coaches, defensive coordinators. And, a, and an offensive coordinator that has significant football pedigree, and you're one and four. You're one and four. Now, I'm not saying they're better if Chris Harris is the interim coach, if Jack Del Rio's the interim coach. But can they be any worse? Could it be better? I mean, those are all questions that are that are out there on the table because the assistant coaches, yes, they coach in their meeting rooms. They coach the players individually, so they do hold some accountability. But in the overall message, they can't they can't knife the head coach in the back and try to do things differently outside of that coach's philosophy. And who's to say that Ron doesn't give them total autonomy? They might. They might have total autonomy on the offensive and defensive side. But at some point, somebody has to be accountable. The head coach had a great opportunity to take accountability yesterday, and he didn't do it. That's an easy answer. That's a prepared answer. Hell, it's a cliche. But you save the day, and you save your organization the distraction if you simply say, I've got to coach better, and our staff has to coach better. And I've watched a guy that coaches at an institution of leadership for 15 years. He's been there for 25 overall, counting being an assistant. And when those moments arise, the first words out of his mouth are, we have to coach better. That's what leaders do. That's what real leaders do. And that's why real leaders get results. And in the midst of a tough start to the season... That group scored 53 points this week after scoring 53 all season because that's what real leaders do. They take the accountability. They work harder. And they don't pin it on their players. 301-230-0980. Are we off base? Do you think Ron is should take accountability here? And do you agree with almost every single pundit out there? Almost every former quarterback that's in the media thought he threw his man under the bus yesterday five games into this NFL season. Let's talk about it. 301-230-0980. You can hit Russell on Twitter at Russellmania621. I'm at Pete Medhurst. We're off and running on a Tuesday morning. Ron Rivera in the crosshairs today right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us, Ron Rivera. Yesterday, did he throw his quarterback under the bus or not? And instead of taking the bullet, you know, the coaching Kevlar vest. Hey, we got to coach better because there. That, that's definitely look. I'll say this: Jack Del Rio, for all of the, for all of the. Garbage that we threw at him after the first couple of games, and deservedly so. Jack's unit has improved. And as a group, they had no problem taking William Jackson the third off the field right. on Sunday, Chris. A lot of the angst on the defensive side of the football is at least under a blanket right now. That group is improving. Yeah, absolutely. They've put it's not you, perfect. Not perfect, but they've put you in position absolutely. to win the last three games. Absolutely. The offense sort of put you in a position to win Sunday's game. It did. And then ultimately the quarterback failed. So for you, I said yesterday on Twitter, I said Ron has to have one of these press conference. Basically the message that you're imparting is, guys, it's on us. Guys, 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 guys. It's on us. It's on me. Whether he means it or not, because here's the thing, Pete, if he had that kind of press conference, if he stood up there every day, every week, every Monday, and took the accountability that you correctly point out that Ken Niamatololo and his staff take, we would probably be like, then fix it! Do something about it! But that's better than, hey, Ron, why are the horse crap giants 4-1 and one and you're 1-4? and four? Quarterback. And really, is, Daniel Jones is better than Carson Wentz. Well, okay, Ron. Well, you, I mean, you really want to you you want to climb that hill, Ron? But this is what I mean: that Ron <clears> answered <throat> it terribly. But that does not mean he answered it wrong. He answered it terrible. He didn't think about the answer. He didn't pause for a second. He didn't realize the ramifications of Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones, and and and, and what he was doing to his own quarterback. But I'm telling you, while all of that can be true, and people are going to scream at me at 301-230-0980 about how I don't understand this and how I don't understand that. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I agree, Pete, with you. He should take more responsibility than he does. They should, as a staff, take more responsibility than they do, whether they mean it or not. But I'm telling you, even though Ron butchered the answer and then tried to walk himself back privately and publicly... All of that can be true while also acknowledging that you want to call it what Alex Smith called it, as you heard, he threw his quarterback under the bus. Fine. That your spin? Okay. I can't tell you you're crazy for having that spin. Here's this. If you don't like that, I'm just going to tell you, he called out his quarterback. His quarterback's not good enough. Yet, the problem is, He's got an offensive coordinator that's not on the same page, meshing, smart. I don't want to call him smart. Uh, not, not understanding what needs to be done. He's got a quarterback and an offensive line that is basically littered with holes like Swiss cheese. And he picked them. He signed off, whether he drove the train or not. Now, the only thing I can think of is if Scott Turner got up on that table at the podium or at the Combine in Indianapolis at St. Elmo Steakhouse after having some fiery shrimp cocktail with the boys on a Tuesday night in Indianapolis and said, Ron, 
That's my guy. We need that guy. Boomer. Hell or high water. We need that guy. And if Ron's private, I mean, he would never admit this publicly. If if he's like, you told me this was your guy. You told me to go get this guy. I trusted you. I believed in you. You stood on the table for me. And now that guy is one and four. Again, it can be true that Ron said the absolute wrong thing about the NFC East, but that he meant what he said about the quarterback in terms of his level of play and consistency. Again, you want to call it throwing him under the bus like Alex Smith and so many have? Fine, call it that. You want to just call it just flat out a criticism or calling out or pointing a finger at his quarterback. And I got to be honest with you, I'm going to add one more thing here. Listen, Ron Rivera is to blame for a lot of the issues, roster management, roster control, salary cap, game clock management, timeout usage, all that stuff. Ultimately, in terms of signing off on Carson Wentz, whether it was his number one choice or not, he's responsible for it all. So obviously he takes a bigger part of the blame pie. But Pete, to me, when I look at this team, of all the problems, to me, Carson Wentz's variance and inconsistency is still problem number one right now. Right now. That that's for me. That I know nobody's gonna agree with that, but that's me. Oh, I think there would be people that would agree with that. Or few people. I think most people are on a witch hunt right now, especially with Rule getting fired yesterday, to say the hell with you, Ron. Well, We're done. Dan has a hell a heck of a lot less time on that contract to pay than uh, David Tepper has on Rules contract. Of course. So, but you know what, Ron but that, should do. But David Tepper's got more money Ron, than Ron. Ron uh, than Dan. Ron could have had a lighthearted moment. Ron needs to bring a cardboard cutout of himself to the press conference, like like the one in like Juniata Jenny out of there Jenny. in the corner. Yeah. By the way, I did my uh, opening show preview with our associate producer Grimace today. Oh. So okay, I, um, I I mean I retweeted it. I just didn't watch it. I'm so sorry. here's the thing: Ron could have made a real lighthearted moment out of this. Right, he could have said, "Look, I'm going to have to talk to the GM. See, you're the one, you're the one that picks the players. Right. So now they're asking me all the tough questions out here, and you don't say anything. You just sit there behind the scenes." Ron could have had a really lighthearted moment about this. Um, and and again, it's five games in. You could have had a really lighthearted moment, maybe, and tried to diffuse. Some of what you knew was coming. You know that quarterback question is coming every week from this group. Okay? Especially when you lose. Every week you're going to get that question in some form from somebody, particularly when the quarterback throws an interception at the two-yard line that loses the football game for your team. It's going to come. Okay? I know I know. this isn't, you know, the, the couple of guys that you had in Carolina – There's an arsenal of people that get into this room and get credentialed on Sundays. You know, some who have actual jobs in the media and some don't. But that's the question you're getting, okay, because they're all in there. And that's the most important position on the field. So from that standpoint, you know, you could do some things to head this off at the pass and probably get a pass still after five games. But, Chris, I'm telling you, there's no chance in hell if you'd have told them at the beginning of the season that after five games, the quarterbacks in this division are going to be Jalen Hurts, Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones, and Carson Wentz, and the records are going to be 5-0, and 4-1, 4-1-1-4, you know 100% they would have said, we're at least one of those teams at 4-1. and one. At least! And like I said, the defense is improving. The defense is make the, this past week the defensive line showed up finally as a collective unit. Payne and Allen have been there every week. The rest of the group has been a little inconsistent. They finally said, "Look, sorry William, you're not playing at a very good level. We must take you off the field." Oh, you've got a bulging disc in your back? Now we understand. Fine. You sit over here. You become an assistant coach with the rest of us. But they've improved. They've given you a chance. Last year, they were giving up almost 50% on third down. This year, it's 30. They've improved greatly. They're giving you a much better chance to win. So now, it's on Scotty and the offense to get it done. 
go to line one. Captain Todd's down in Tallahassee, where my guy Mike Norvell gave one away this weekend. What's up, Todd? Oh, what's going on, guys? That was a heartbreaker, man. Oh, hey, Todd. Heartbreaker. Yeah. What's up, Rooster and Pete on Sports? What's going on, pal? What's up, man? A lot, hey, a lot so of call, this, lot of, by this, the way, just real quickly, a lot of calls now. Well, not a lot. Some calls from the media down there, of course, to buy out Norvell, like all these other big, huge buyouts. I think it's like $22 million. Again, uh, there's going to be a lot of calls for Ron's head to be fired here. Uh, it, it's not that much, I don't think, in terms of salary. But uh, a lot of people – I don't know if this is – you know, Nebraska, or if this is, you know, one of these big institutions that's just going to roll out a big, uh, a big old fat paycheck and fire the the coach and and have a big payout. I just wanted to say that, and then I'll shut up. Yeah, I'm in the wrong business. I, I really need to get paid twenty million dollars <laughs> to just not work for the next three years. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, this Wentz thing, this this stinks of Dan uh, when he said we finally got a quarterback come and watch us play or whatever uh, to Congress. That was him kind of tooting his horn about him making the trade for Wentz. I, I don't think Ron actually wanted Wentz, and I think it's showing out right now where Ron's calling out Wentz. I mean, this just stinks of Dan getting his stinky little fingers in. He made the trade, and Ron got stuck with him, and now it's all just kind of falling apart, and Ron's just trying to save face and go, hey, man, this wasn't my quarterback. Ooh. Could you imagine if we find out that to be true? Uh, I don't, I don't hmm. know that to be true, but – Supposedly they were in heavy on Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they go completely the opposite way with, you know, again, high ceiling, low floor, Mr. Variance and Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing, too. And, and maybe and maybe Ron was looking at the global view of why you're 7-9, and 7-10, and 1-4. And, and the fact is, you know, overall, because you've played 232 quarterbacks, since you've been here, which is why you haven't been able to establish winning culture and continuity. I mean, I'm willing, I'm willing to accept that if he wants if, but that wasn't necessarily the question, you know, if the question is a broader, Hey, you know, you, you guys have still not been able to get your footing here in two and a half years, then by all means, uh, uh, that if that's the question, that's a, a, a more acceptable answer, but that wasn't necessarily the question from Matty P following up from time time yesterday. Todd, appreciate it. Let's get to one more call. Let's get to Sly in D.C. on line two. What's up, Sly? Hello, what's up, boss? What's going on, Sly? Man, I think I think Ron needs to take accountability because there's no reason why we have the most sad quarterback and, he, and he's still top five and he's the problem. I just don't see him being a problem. Is he, I think he's number four in the court. Um, you uh, he's the number four ranked quarterback with I think Justin Herbert and them up there, and he's and he's behind the worst offensive line. Do I think that the reason why we're losing is, is because of quarterback in the NFC? No, because Carson Wentz is better than Daniel Jones, and I definitely believe Carson Wentz is better than is better than uh, Cooper Rush. I believe it's coaching because Scott Turner. I believe he put out the worst personnel on the two yard line. We have a we have a red zone demon in Cole Turner. We have Brian Robinson back, who is a horse. I would have gave the ball to him with 19 seconds left. We have Terry McLaurin. I would not have tried to get it to J.D. McKenzie for two plays back-to-back. I think that was stupid play calling period to even have J.D. McKenzie on the field. So I appreciate the call. And, I mean, again. I always call Turner a horse when he hasn't. I mean, he's played literally one game. Well, I mean, they you you throw the ball up to him. He can go up and get well, it. Well, he's I not mean, Jason Kelsey with four no, touchdowns. I understand that. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. God, I was Jay- Jason's the great center yeah. for the Eagles. Well, they're both they're both awesome. Well, they're, and they're uh, both their teams are yeah. awesome right now. But the the fact remains is you have a better chance of throwing the ball up to Cole Turner and winning a one on one jump ball than you do a couple of the balls that Wentz tried to throw in there in the end zone. Now he can only he can only throw the ball to players and the plays that are called. Which is, I mean, that's part of the operation too. If nobody's open, you got to score a touchdown. You got to throw the ball somewhere. But you know, you almost have a better chance with a jump ball. <laughs> Excuse me, a jump ball with Turner to Sly's point than you do trying to jam it between multiple defenders to J.D. McKissick, who is straddling the goal line 
and not necessarily over it at that point. If he catches the ball, still no guarantee that he's in for the touchdown. The big fella tells us what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Team 980. All right, the Monday night fallout from the Chiefs come from behind victory of the Las Vegas Raiders last night looks like this. Devontae Adams, star receiver for the Raiders, who had himself a whale of a ball game, a couple of touchdown passes, uh, shoved a working member of the media on the way to the locker room after the final gun. He could be, according to Tom Pelissero, facing an NFL suspension, certainly some discipline possible. Another roughing the quarterback controversial call. Uh, this one went against Chris Jones and the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't cost them ultimately the game. The Raiders cost themselves. They're now one and four. We'll have some fallout and uh, discussion about that coming up later right here. Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980. Meanwhile, the Commanders with a practice today in advance of the Chicago Bears. Normally Tuesday, a player day off. Not this week. Thursday night football. Soldier field criticism everywhere. For Ron Rivera for his Carson Wentz comments. We're taking your calls. We're talking about it all morning right here again on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And the baseball playoffs resume again today. Tonight, uh, with a whole bunch of games, all four uh, in action tonight as you have the Atlanta Braves uh, and the, I'll get it here, the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies actually this afternoon, the Seattle Mariners visiting the Houston Astros at 337 Eastern, Cleveland and the Yankees at 737 Eastern, and the nightcap is Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and the Padres against the Dodgers at 937 Eastern, and that's what's trending. Two three zero zero nine eighty. Again, yesterday, pressed on the issue about what's happening right now with his team being one and four after being seven and nine and seven and ten. There is some truth to the fact that the overall reason why Ron and company have only won fifteen games now, two and a half seasons, is the fact that they've had a great number of guys cycle through the quarterback position very few of which were NFL quality is that that's his overall point right is that we've had a circus here at quarterback I and think, haven't had a chance to I build think, around yes. somebody right yes I think in the grand the general global view right. yes while he did while he made that point and that point has but we've been we've been getting that question and that point I right. mean we we know that right we know that that point has some merit it does don't be naive to think that it doesn't however but as for why this team is one and four right, right now right exactly and 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 that's the better point is I think Ron tried to take a 360 view and tried to make the philosophical point that teams that identify their quarterback, build their roster around their quarterback, and don't have to worry about constantly finding the quarterback. That's the that's the 360 view that Ron wants us to take. The problem was is in order to get there, Pete, he absolutely ambushed Carson Wentz, and there's just no other way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, whether he meant to or not, he absolutely did. And I, again, stress, and we'll get right back to the calls, I do believe that I do believe that Ron meant some of that criticism, pointing the finger, if not a lot of it, at Carson Wentz. I do believe that. Ron is not a Ken Niamatolo. He, I, I don't. But he comes I, off as one. He tries to make you believe he's I one. I don't remember that many times where he stood up there and said, guys, this is on me. I've got to do better. I, I'm sure he has. I don't remember many times that he has. Honestly, if that's what you're looking for, which is what you started the show with, which is what you're used to, which is what you, somebody who works at the Naval Academy and is around leaders all the time, says, in order to be a leader, it starts with me. It starts with accountability. It starts with taking one of the big criticisms of Carson in years past, in Philadelphia and Indianapolis, has been that he doesn't take criticism well and he doesn't take accountability. And yet this year, whether he means it or not, 
Carson has stood up there and said, I got to be better. I got to play better. I got to make better choices. Let's go to the 757, Paul E. Dangerously. What's up, Paulie? Hell to the W. Cousin Pete. You know what I mean? Rufio. What up? Rufio in rare, Rufio in rare form this morning. Flip-flopping around like a, a fish on a pier. How am I flip-flopping? What are you talking about? You, you, you're trying to defend, Ron. No, I'm not. Come back and say, yeah, 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 your, your first statement was, were you defending Ron? No. And then you try to come Zero, on, Z- Z- That's not morning. true. Your first statement was, Ron is right. He's not wrong. He is wrong. No, no. Ron, Ron is, is right wrong. about the quarterback not being good no, enough if no, no, that's no, no, what Ron no, was no, trying no, to say, which is what I believe he was trying to say. The quarterback ain't good enough. The quarterback, the quarterback is not is good, good enough. enough. The quarterback is, you're right. The quarterback ain't good enough to block for himself. You're right. The quarterback stop ain't that. good enough to call his own plays. Ain't no stop that. You stop that, man. Let's, let's talk about this, Ron. First of all, Ron, what happened to um, what happened to do things my way and I'll fall on the sword for you? He ain't fell on the sword yet. And these are his players doing things his way. Uh, you didn't want Dwayne Haskins. That was very obvious early on. You didn't want Cal, um, um, Alex Smith. Uh, Alex Smith took you to the playoffs, and they asked you just to send him a little gratitude. And the words out your mouth was, well, Cal Allen, when he got hurt, I, I still believe we would have made it here to the playoffs. You wanted Cal Allen and, and Fitzpatrick. You're still talking about Fitzpatrick, who was a bummer. He old. What are you talking about, man? This is all wrong. wrong Coach Citrick. Coach Cedric, and for you to sit here and flip-flop your way around just to, to try to be, oh, well, he's right in some sense. He's wrong in all senses. He's bringing these players in. He's bringing his quarterback in. You picked Scott Turner. For to sit there and try to throw this on Carson Wentz, the man, in three games, he did two for 300-plus yards, two-plus touchdowns. Put an in-depth offensive line. And the offensive coordinator don't know what the hell he's doing. He's wrong. Anybody's wrong to try to defend what he said yesterday. Are Come you, on, man. Coach are, Joe, Joe Gibbs. Coach Joe. Every day he stood in front of us. Win or loss. Win or loss. He stood in front of us. He said, we're all in this together. It starts with me. Are you done yet? Every year, three years in a row, we just started out with this losing-ass record. And you got Jonathan Allen talking about keep that same energy. We got the same energy. Every year we think we're going to have a good season, and y'all start out playing piss floor and want to blame everybody else. Thank you, Paulie. And it is, it, again. Am I flip-flopping around like a fish in your estimation? Um, I'm, saying, I'm saying this. Ron said it terribly, okay? Mm-hmm. They're saying... And he backtracked saying, no, 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 that's not exactly what, you know, in in no uncertain words. It's not exactly what I meant. Here's what I meant. But I'm trying to explain what I think they're trying, what they tried to explain. But what I'm saying is that Ron said it terribly. How it's being interpreted is correct. But what I am saying is that I believe Ron was trying to. What what I believe Ron was trying to do was send a message, call out, blame Carson Wentz for a lot of the problems and for a reason the reasons why they're one and four and everyone else is in the high rent district. But to Paulie's point, around to like Paulie's point though, if he's running the plays that they're assigning, that they're calling, and he's not audibling out of them and doing his own thing, well, he, apparently he did that for the touchdown of Deami Brown the other day. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, they finally they finally took the shackles off. Do it Ron's way. He'll defend you. Is Wentz... Well, maybe he's not doing it Ron's way. Well, then Ron needs to say that. I mean... If you're willing to say the reason why you're 1-4 is partly because of the quarterback, come out. Look, look, you had no problem telling everybody William Jackson III got benched when William Jackson well, III even, is telling everybody he's got a bulging even, the, even that, he's just... Well, we just made a change. We just made a change. He was given 14 opportunities yesterday to clarify. We just made a change. Right. We just Ron, made a change. Ron never which is his way of saying... Disc. Right. Which is his way of saying, guys, 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 he wasn't benched because of a bulging disc. You got to be careful with that. Uh, a bulging disc. <clears throat> but... <clears throat> He was benched. Now, Ron won't call it a benching, so that's the give and take. And everybody tries to parse and interpret every single word. 
Ron was calling out his quarterback, right or wrong yesterday. That's what Ron was doing. He did it the wrong way. That's what Ron was doing. If you want to call in my opinion. Your, call out your quarterback. Call him out in the meeting room. Go do it in the meeting room. Don't do it after five games publicly so you can now set yourself up for another excuse if you have a piss-poor record of 6-11. and 11. And what you ironically now what they've got to do, they've got to make a decision by week 11 whether this is your man or not. Because as soon as he plays 70% of the snaps, you owe the Colts a second. And if your team goes 6-11, and 11, you can't afford to give away a second because you need to get a great player in that position. But that's also another question that begs to be answered as to whether they would do that as well. 301-230-0980. Touchdown at 10 is next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.